Welcome back to another Edge God In podcast. Thank you for pushing the pause button to Edge God In to your mind, your will, and your emotions. Our mission statement here at Edge God In is to champion human potential in Christ. It's our desire with each podcast and any project we put through Edge God In to be able to equip you with the Holy Scriptures as well as any other holy writings that can remind your mind, your flesh of what your soul always knows, that in God, with God, and through God, we have victory here in earth school, that all things are possible through Christ who gives us strength. Today's topic is entitled, The One Thing the Devil Can't Stand. Hmm. Stay with us. Because it's our intention when you leave this podcast, the learning objective is that you will learn this one thing and you'll apply it with a determination to bring it into your mind, your will, your emotions, and therefore it will spill out into your behavior. We are about to launch the course entitled Emotional Intelligence in Christ, and it's the Emotional Intelligence in Christ project. I encourage you to explore that and being a part of the course. You can find more information about that at the website, emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com, emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. The definition of emotional intelligence is the activation of the Holy Spirit within you. It's the activation of the Holy Spirit within you to discern and manage personal emotions and behavior in a way that honors God by loving others well as Jesus did. It's that first part of the definition that makes all the difference in the outcomes that we experience in life, the activation of the Holy Spirit within. And what does it take to activate the Holy Spirit within? A mustard seed, a glance, a pause, the ability to step off the stage of drama and turn toward God, a prayer before a presentation, an invitation to God to use you. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Pick me. Send me out to declare your word to the ends of the world. Let's jump in today, and we're focusing on, again, the one thing the devil can't stand. You can also visit us, by the way, at, at edgegodin.com. That's our main website. Perhaps you're listening to this through the podcast app, which you can locate this podcast on most of the devices that you have so that you can take this podcast with you and Edge Got In as you're going about your earth school activities. When you have time, check out our website, edgegodin.com. Com, because with each one of these websites, we have the learning objective, the scriptures associated with the website. In fact, there's been groups of people that have taken a series of these podcasts and turned them into a, a Bible study, because each one of the, the podcasts, as mentioned at edgegodin.com, has the, the reference of the scriptures that go along with it, as well as the learning objective. It opens up a lot of great discussion around the word of God. Name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sweet Jesus, we are nothing without you. And we pray that you would give us an undivided heart. We ask for the determination, the same determination that held you to the cross on our behalf. 
to be able to die to ourselves. What we want, what we think, what we need, what we think we need in order to be enough. Help us, Lord. Give us the grace to begin again today with more determination today than yesterday that your most holy will would be done within our lives. We pray for the grace to have our minds set on you, our hearts open, our ears open, and the desire to turn from any, anything in this world that would distract us from a continual fellowship with you throughout our day. Help us to stay closer today than yesterday. Give us the grace to hear your voice behind us saying, this is the way, walk in it. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Let's jump in. The one thing the devil can't stand. What would you say? What do you think the one thing is that the devil can't stand? Just think about it for a moment. What would that one thing be? There are many things. However, there's one thing that I was reading about deliverance. And I was reading some case studies on exorcisms that were done. And a continual conclusion based on the exorcisms that were done was this, that there is one thing consistently that the devil can't stand. And that is that of good will. The definition of good will is this, the habitual determination to say yes to God. There have been many people that have written on this, but one person in particular stands out to me, and that's Father um, Jake's Felipe, who has such a gift in terms of making the complex simple. This definition in particular of goodwill, and like I said, there's, there's lots of different suggestions and definitions around it, but this one makes sense to me because it's really applicable and it's very simple. The one thing the devil can't stand is this, the habitual determination to say yes to God. Do you have this? This is a question I ask myself after thinking about this, because I want to have this more today than yesterday, to have a habitual determination to say yes to God. Now, if you haven't already listened to our recent podcast on determination, I encourage you to go back and find it and listen to it. I believe it's two podcasts before this one on determination, because determination is a very, very powerful character trait that is gifted to us by the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Jesus had it through all of his ministry, through all four gospels. You see examples, case study after case study of Jesus' determination to overcome evil with good. Jesus' determination to overcome hatred with forgiveness and sin with forgiveness and seeking and saving the lost and going through, climbing, climbing his way to the cross. The determination not to call down angels and thwart God's plan of salvation, but submitting the determination to submit to the will of God. Jesus was determined. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, go back and find it on determination. And listen to that one after you've listened to this one. Now, an habitual determination to say yes to God. Do you have it? This is the one thing 
that the devil cannot stand. And I'm actually, I'm looking back for you guys to make it a little bit easier. Okay. Determination. It's called determination. Do you have it? The podcast you want to listen to after this one is podcast one, four, four determination. Do you have it? I'm looking at it at edgegodin.com right now. You can probably access it. Like I said, on your mobile device as well. Determination. Do you have it? Because this is part of the, part of the definition of goodwill, the habitual determination to say yes to God. What does this mean in real time? to have an habitual habitual determination to say yes to God. This means that when you're diagnosed with advanced cancer one week prior to your final divorce court date, you have a habitual determination to say yes to God, no matter what. This means that when you were diagnosed and told that you've got approximately five years to live in the midst of going through emotional distress with three young children, you have the determination to trust God and say yes I choose to trust in you in spite of this storm in my life. This is the determination that even though you've had 14 surgeries, there's another surgery that has to be done in case there's more cancer in your body. And it's a determination to say yes. In spite of this, I am determined to say yes to you. That means that I'm willing, Jesus, to trust in you no matter what to believe that you are good, always, always good, that you are doing a greater good than had this suffering or this current suffering not even taken place. What is it for you? I'm just pulling a little bit from my own timeline where this definition really came into play and played a huge role in, in, in restoring my own life through advanced cancer and divorce. So what is it for you today? Where there's no coincidence you're tuning into this podcast and you need a reminder to up your goodwill. That is the one thing that God has given us free will to choose good or evil, to choose hatred or love, to choose forgiveness or shame, to choose Jesus over any fear, self-doubt, worry, and your identity grounded in him. It's that choice point to choose goodwill, the habitual determination. In spite of this, Lord, I am determined to say yes to you. So if you take one thing from this podcast, just memorize that definition of goodwill, the habitual determination to say yes to God. Don't place your trust in people or created things because you will get hijacked. I think I mentioned in the last part, podcast that insecurity, the ramification of insecurity is due to or occurs when you put your security in anything but God. Insecurity is the result of putting your security in anything but God. That's when you get hijacked. And that's when the devil can have its way with you, his way with you. So don't place your trust in people or created things. That's when you make yourself extremely vulnerable to rising and falling to the drug of approval, as well as to the devil's schemes. The habitual determination to say yes to God. Father Felipe. Father Jakes goes on to say, I took a few notes around this. 
and I'm going to share them with you today to just kind of give a fuller model of reality around this invitation that I'm putting before you to be committed to have a habitual determination to say yes to God, no matter what. It takes divine intervention, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is not for the weak need. Um, this is something that requires the emotional intelligence in Christ activation of the Holy Spirit within you to be able to discern and manage your personal emotions and behaviors so that you can be habitually determined to say yes to God. And part of saying yes to God is keeping his commandments. As Jesus says, this is my commandment. You love one another as I've loved you. That takes habitual determination, particularly in our culture today. There is a lot of hate. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of desire for revenge. Those are very low frequency, moving, emotional, reactive responses that if you're not holding your heart, guarding your heart, it's the wellspring of, of life in Christ whew, in 125 thousandths of a second. And this is the science of stress, 125 thousandths of a second. As soon as you see something as a threat outside of you to your sense of well-being your mind will be hijacked into the stress reactive response, leaving you with only three choices, fight, flight, or freeze. So perhaps you're coming to this podcast and you're in one of those areas. You've been camping and fighting against yourself, against other people in your mind. Maybe you're running. What are you running from today? Maybe you're in a freeze, deer in the headlights. Those are the three reactive response of when you are stressed out come back, come back to the lover of your soul. God adores you. And he desires for you to ask for his help. Part of being having that habitual determination to say yes to God is he's your first go-to. Is God your first go-to? When something goes south, is God your first go-to or do you have someone on speed dial? Have God on speed dial. Hit your knees before you call anybody when you have a negative pop-up in life, an animal planet, possible animal planet moment that's just pulled the rug out from underneath you. Go to the one who can provide the quickest solution. Our desire to have peace that passes all human understanding despite, in spite of a diagnosis, in spite of uh, a, a financial setback, in spite of losing a loved one. He meets you right in the smack in the middle, the eye of the storm. We cannot truly be at peace until all our desires are subordinated to the desire to love God, to please him and do his will. We cannot truly be at peace, the peace that passes all human understanding. We cannot experience that. Philippians 3, 7, the peace of God, which transcends all, understand, all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We cannot experience that until all our desires are subordinated to the desire to love God, to please him, and to do his will. Love God, please him, and do his will. So part of the habitual determination to say yes to God involves, this is getting a little bit uh, pulling it through, so to speak involves the desire to love God, to please him and to do his will. That's saying yes to God. 
Do you desire to love God, to please him and do his will over anything in your life right now? Ask the Holy Spirit to sift you in this area. I've been doing that this week and things have been popping up left and right. Dear Lord, show me those areas where I'm hijacked, where I'm putting that specific thing above you. Whatever it is, a desire, unmet need, popularity, passion, positions, power. Usually it falls in those four Ps that we actually discuss in the course in the emotional intelligence in Christ. We get hijacked. This also implies a, a habitual determination to detach ourselves from all that is contrary to God. This is what we're talking about today. It's an invitation to detach yourself from all that is contrary to God. Searching for and maintaining inner peace is the reference, the book, the reference for that. This also implies an habitual determination to detach ourselves from all that is contrary to God. Are you willing? How badly do you want that peace that passes all human understanding? It requires an attentiveness on our part and a willingness on our part. It's a necessity for us to experience that kind of peace in our souls. It involves detachment and habitual determination to detach ourselves from all that is contrary to God. What is it for you today that's robbing your peace? Lean in, my brothers and sisters in Christ, to the one that can grant you the grace to up your determination, to have only one attachment. That is your heart to God, so profoundly intimate that you're willing to say, even though I don't understand this, and even though I don't know what to do, I choose you. You have my 100% attention. Where would you have me go? What would you have me do? Bring me the resources that you want me to have to go where you want me to go. I'm all yours. Give me the grace to detach. Now, an attachment is an emotional state of clinging due to the belief that without some thing, and what's your thing today? Some thing, you cannot be happy. You cannot have peace. You cannot feel confident. You can put anything you want in there. An attachment is an emotional state of clinging due to the belief that without it, you cannot what? Feel successful feel that you've made it, that you're enough, that you're safe, that you're connected, whatever it is, it's an attachment to something outside of you that has that emotional state of clinging. And it's, and it's also fueled by fear because oftentimes we'll get that, which we were attached to. And lo and behold, it's quickly swallowed up by a fear that you might lose it. Then it's the anxiety of losing that, which you were attached to. It's a vicious, vicious cycle, my friends. Who will save us from this? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit within you, we can be saved from this vicious cycle. We must put everything without exception into the hands of God, not seeking any longer to manage or save ourselves by our own means in the material, spiritual, or emotional domain. We must put everything without exception into the hands of God.
not seeking any longer to manage or save ourselves by our own means in the material, spiritual, or emotional domain. Simply put, abandon yourself to God in the midst of not knowing, in the midst of fear, in the midst of anxiety, abandon yourself to the goodness and the care of God because he is faithful. And whatever he calls us to, he'll give us the grace to do it. I can attest to that. We have a natural tendency to cling to things. And this is, this is that attachment piece. This is when we must believe. It's essential to believe when you are clinging to something. And what is it for you today, my friend, that you're clinging to? Perhaps it's a certain behavior that you're looking for in your loved ones. Perhaps it's, a, it's more of a, a, um, a career expansion, a desired career expansion, whatever it is. God is very merciful with that. He knows we have those desires. He's just inviting us to the place where we will have profound peace. And that's living in a place where we entrust ourselves and have that habitual determination to say yes to God in all things, which also involves a determination to detach ourselves from all that is contrary to God. And if you're not sure if you're clinging to something that's contrary to God, just ask. I just asked God this morning, dear God, show me what I'm clinging to that is contrary to you, that is distracting me from you. What is it? And different things popped up for me. It's a powerful prayer. For me, because I'm such a driven human being, it's the, the thing that the Holy Spirit brought to my mind. It's my drive. Whereas we're told in scripture, selfish ambitions, right? Is this what you want me to do? Is this how you want me to spend my time? So again, you come back to that place. Dear God, this is what I'm driving toward. Help me. If this isn't according to your will, then stop it. Stop me. Change my desire. I want to be completely sold out for you, not for my own human desires. You take charge. You override me. I give you permission to do so. We have a natural tendency in this clinging, and, and, it, and, and God is very compassionate with this. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Burden by ourselves. It's heavy thinking about me, myself, and I. Just saying. I don't know about you, <laughs> but it is exhausting thinking about what I want, what I think, what I need, all of that. Galatians 5.1 is for freedom that Christ has set you free from all of that nonsense. Stand firm and don't allow yourself to be burdened again by the yoke of slavery, of self, really. That's that detachment piece, the determination to detach ourselves from power, popularity, position, passion. So this is where we must believe Matthew 16, 25, which says, whosoever would save his life will lose it, while whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That's a very powerful invitation there. So in the context of our conversation today, the habitual determination to say yes to God, camp on that scripture a little bit beyond this podcast, Matthew 16, 25, dear God. Whoever would save his life will lose it. Hmm. What am I wanting to save in my life, Lord? Because I'm clinging to it, thinking that I need this in order to have an identity. My identity has been hijacked. So show me what it is. What am I clinging to and attached to that's part of saving my own life? Part of that is 
my, my trying to save myself, right? By my own means, whether that be financially, physically, emotionally, I'm trying to save myself. This is where we turn to other things other than God when, when we're in the eye of the storm. Is God your first go-to? Whoever would save his life will lose it. I can assure you today, the more you cling, the more you'll be absorbed and consumed and the unhappier you'll become. We are not created to be self-absorbed and to seek to manage ourselves and to save ourselves. It's a very unhappy place to be because it is, is, it is uh, the root of insecurity, which leads to fear, anxiety, lack of, uh, uh, lack of a sense of meaning and purpose, right? Because we're, if, we're, if we're living in that realm, there's always more. Once I have this, what's next? What's next? What's next? It's the opposite of contentment. Well, whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Wow, whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. The habitual determination to say yes to God. Dear God, this is, this is what I want. I want to lose my life. What does that mean? I want to stop thinking about myself. Stop looking in the mirror so much. Stop ruminating on what someone said or didn't say or how many people liked something or didn't like it. Give me the grace to not care in a godly way what other people think or the opinions or the status or the power. Save me. I want to lose all of that, all of that for the sake of following you. And I have confidence that I'll find what I'm truly looking for then. And that's that peace that passes all human understanding. I will abandon myself. So I'll end with this scripture. This is another one to camp on. So the other one past this podcast, I'm inviting you to really bring before the Lord to ask him to sift you. Show me where I'm trying to save my life, Lord, because I want, I want to have Holy Spirit, the habitual determination to say yes to you in all things. Give me the grace to live a detachment from all of the shiny objects outside of me and help me to stop trying to save myself by my own means. Help me to abandon myself completely to you. Is the, 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 the last scripture which we'll end on is Philippians 3, 8 through 14. And this is from Paul, who just got done basically laying out his resume in the previous verses. After laying out his resume, meaning like basically what he's saying is, hey, I've got a PhD, I've got this, I've got that. He's the highest at his game, materially speaking, from the world's point of view in the Jewish uh, uh, religion and his, um, uh, you know, his former life, BC, before Jesus, before Christ got a hold of him on the road to Damascus. He says, but what was to my prophet, I now consider loss, a complete loss for the sake of Christ. What is more? I consider everything a loss. So not only does he consider, can you imagine that? I don't know where you are in life and where you're coming from, but think about anything in your life where you're like, wow, man, that was pretty sweet that I did that or I accomplished that, or you had that sense of power or popularity or position or passion or whatever it is. Or even if it's, if it's profound suffering, because I identify with that too. Sometimes your struggle can become your identity. Be careful. Satan would love that. If you gave power to your diagnosis to define who you are, and it becomes your life. God wants to deliver you from that, 
to consider it a loss for the sake of knowing Christ Jesus, your Lord. What more I consider everything, he goes on to say everything, not just all my accolades and all my accomplishments and, and educational experience and you know, perhaps his physical experience, he says, I consider everything a loss. So that's the detachment piece we're talking about today. Everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I've lost all things. Meaning Jesus, knowing Jesus is so fulfilling and it completes you in the areas deep inside your castle where you keep locked up that you thought you'd never revisit, Jesus can walk in and save you and restore you and heal you emotionally, physically, spiritually. You can consider all that, give him the keys to every room in your interior castle and consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing knowledge of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. He sticks on this. So this is why I want you to go back before the Holy Spirit because we're about to end this podcast Lean in to Philippians 3, 8 through 14, and you ask God, what do you want to tell me here? What is it that I'm attached to? I want to be completely sold out for you and lose my entire life, really, emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever you, whatever you want in order to gain you. Because once we know what Jesus offers us truly, truly in that abandoned state, we lack nothing. As St. Teresa of Avila says, those who have God find they lack nothing. I consider them rubbish, Paul says, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that is which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him to death, and so somehow to attain the resurrection from the dead. Jesus, I am completely sold out to you. I invite you into all of me and teach me how to have a life that is marked by a habitual determination to say yes to you in all things. That no matter what comes across my plate, no matter what shiny object might pop in or temptation that slithers before me, give me the grace to say no. I choose you, Jesus. And if this is what you want, I say yes. And if this isn't what you want, I say no. Give me the grace to pause and to invite you in to everything that consumes my mind. Sift me and give me the strength to release all attachments and give me a habitual determination to detach myself from everything that is contrary to you in my life. I'll make a list of all of it, Lord, and I'll just burn it up in the fireplace, everything that is contrary to you in my life, because I, I'm serious. I want to be your ambassador so that you can make your appeal through me. Give me the grace to put everything without exception into your hands, not seeking to save myself, Lord, by my own means, but completely abandoning myself to you and your holy will in my life. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. I encourage you to go back through this podcast. Invite the Holy Spirit in. Where is the Holy Spirit calling you closer to Jesus as a result of hearing this invitation 
to having the habitual determination to saying yes to God. Hear and respond quicker today than yesterday. Enjoy your gift of life. Again, visit us at edgegodin.com. Join us in the Emotional Intelligence in Christ Project at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. Enjoy your gift of life today and give them heaven out there. There's another enough of the dark side going on. Overcome evil with good.